the 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. Craig, thank you. 407 on the Central Coast. It is Thursday, February 8th, 2024. Still to come on this broadcast during the 5 o'clock hour, Susan Funk is an Atascadero City Council member who would like to be a county supervisor. And she's running in the March 5th election. We'll hear from her. We'll hear from you. Marlene Whitaker at 605 takes us inside the local hotel business. And at some point between now and 7 o'clock, we have two free tickets to give away to see the Mike Love Beach Boys at Vina Robles at the end of August. So stick around for that. It is a Dave Congleton show, always your hometown radio talk show. I've been in this uh, county since uh, 1987. And one of the great things about living here is the fact that we are blessed with not one, not two, but three great independently owned local movie theaters. We've got the Fair Oaks in Arroyo Grande. We've got the Palm here in San Luis. And for the last 80-plus years, we've had the Bay Theater out in Morro Bay. And as you will recall, there has been a lot of worry and consternation over the future of the Bay Theater. And the good news is, is that thanks to my next guest and his family, the Bay Theater is alive and well and will continue, hopefully, for another 80 years. Let's meet Cameron Wilson. Cameron, how are you? I'm doing well, Dave. How are you? I'm good. Are you are you nuts? Are you insane? You decided <laughs> to get into the movie theater business bit, in 2024? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, after COVID, tough time for I mean every every place that's trying to bring people together into a big room, but in my experience, the movies are bouncing back and you know, it takes a little bit of uh faith in in rooms like that to uh lead the charge at the Bay Theater, but uh it's 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 been a great leap so far. So much we want to talk about, but let's start talking a little bit about you and your family. What should we know about you on your background? Right on. So I'm uh, born and raised in San Diego, California, and uh, went to film school down there, UCSD, and just grew up loving. You know, we've got some great uh, single screen rooms uh, up and down the greater San Diego County. One of my favorites is the Kensington Theater. For anybody who uh, might know that one, but that one. Uh, closed down kind of in the COVID, COVID uh, crunch, and that one just reminds me so much of the Bay Theater. When I walked into the Bay Theater for the first time, I felt, you know, a sense of home just having grown up going to the Ken Cinema. And uh, so, yeah, after my film school years at uh, UC San Diego, I spent a handful of years down in San Diego playing music professionally and teaching video production to elementary school kids. And then I packed up and went to New York, and I've been out there for the better part of a decade. What were you doing in New York? I was building sets. So we did some work with movies, a lot of music videos, but a lot of our set construction was kind of retail spaces. Mm -hmm. And so... You know, getting into the lobby of the Bay Theater was inspiring in that respect, too. I'm looking around thinking of, uh, you know, fun display build-outs and things like that. So um, 
yeah, I took kind of that experience in New York with just working in, with my hands and kind of doing a lot of construction work and then mixed with my film background, you know, coming into this Bay Theater experience was... So how do you jump from New York to owning a theater in Morro Bay when you grew up in San Diego? What's the connection? So my folks met at Cal Poly. Ah. Yeah, my dad was... Uh, he was studying engineering at first and then moved to business. My mom was doing graphic design. And so, um, you know, that's kind of an arts background for sure. And uh, they fell in love in Cal Poly, got married right after college. And, uh, and then they moved back to where my pops is from, San Diego. Um, but we grew up vacationing up here. And uh, in recent years, the last maybe three years, my sister and her husband have been living in Atascadero. Did you go to the Bay Theater when you were coming up to visit? Had you I, been there before? I hadn't been there before. Okay. I'm sorry right. to say that's, that's my, fine. <laughs> my shame. Right. But, so uh, <laughs> you've got the background in film. You've got the yeah. passion for film, obviously. You've got a local connection. So how did this deal come forward where you stepped forward to buy the theater? My sister and my dad were pretty actively looking for uh, solid real estate and and commercial real estate specifically investments my my dad just uh sold a business that he had started from the ground up a handful of years ago so he's always been encouraging my family to i mean one thing that he has us do is uh put some money aside for us to give to charities and things like that so he took his kind of windfall from from selling a business and he's just always looking for communities to put it back into and it was my sister just having her finger on the pulse of this central coast kind of commercial real estate and what kind of cool businesses are um looking for uh you know second life and so she actually went to see the theater with her husband and uh the realtor in town and um they said it's very cool. They said it's not necessarily for, for the two of them as a couple. That wasn't what they were looking for in, in a commercial opportunity. But they said, you know, if uh, we can convince Cam and Dad to to kind of head up uh, an effort to get this thing running again, then, uh, well, I mean, not again. It was still running, of course. But, uh, yeah, give it a second wind. To keep it running. Yeah. Exactly. Or exactly. third or fourth wind by now. Yeah, yeah. All right, so they come to you. What's your reaction? Were you immediately on board, or was there some hesitation? Oh, I mean, you know, I'm uh, I'm not fully crazy, so I, <laughs> I definitely hesitated for a minute. And, uh, yeah, I've been out there with my girlfriend for, uh, yeah, about eight years in New York. And she's still out there right now, um, kind of tying up loose ends. I'm, I'm going back to help her make the permanent move across the country. I'm and going she's back okay with month. this? Moral she's Bay? She's okay with from it. From New York? Yeah, yeah. She's also from San Diego originally. Okay. I so, right. yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, I'm working with, with her dad on a lot of the renovation. He's an electrician and a contractor. So, he and I are kind of taking on a lot of the physical projects in the building, and that's been really great. So, you know, her family's out here. We both have people up and down the coast, up to the bay and down to San Diego. So we always knew that we'd end up back on the West Coast eventually. And Moore Bay Boulevard is uh, such a special place as far as... So you were hooked from the beginning, it sounds pretty like. Pretty much, man. Yeah, yeah. It, didn't, it didn't take a lot of... Uh, <laughs> But, too much parsing through the, the details. But you're a sharp guy, and you, you know the biz. That's clear. Who's buying a movie theater these days? I know, right? I mean... You, you had to do your homework on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We certainly yeah. did. And, you know, we're, uh, we're looking at the, the weekly profit and loss things that definitely reflect the movies that come through the room. And even with, you know, as our... Um, strategies as owners if we're doing the same thing week to week uh 
that doesn't mean anything as far as whether people like the movie that week. So we get we've been trying things out, you know, and we get some movies that are a little bit of a flop and you get a handful of people in every show. But I think most most avid moviegoers have been in a room where they're maybe one of, you know, two or three or four people in there. That's just kind oh, yeah. of the way the industry is. Uh, to me, it's like a private screening. Exactly. Right. <laughs> it's kind of a special moment also, you know, so if we have a, if we have enough great nights, which we've been, we've, we've been striking gold with some of our programming since we've been there. Uh, we only just took over in late October. Mm-hmm. So just a couple of months and we had the holidays and even those were hit or miss, you know, you think you got the perfect Christmas or Thanksgiving flick. And you know, if it's just not right for, for what the town's looking for right then, uh, you're going to have some of those, uh, you know, private screenings, like you said. Yeah, Cameron Wilson on this broadcast, he's the new co-owner of the Bay Theater in Morrill Bay. I just want to make the pledge that you will never make us pick our seats oh, before we the, come in. Yeah. Can you, can you, you know, pledge that? For now, I got you. Yeah, we're, you're, it's a first come, first, cur- first served, old school, you know. Well, we were at... Um, we were at the Regal the other night. I love this uh, new movie, uh, Poor Things, and yes, I went back yes. to see it a second time. And there was, a, I couldn't believe there was a line. And the problem, the reason there was a line is that the person couldn't pick their seats, so they couldn't get, it's like, can we just go in? Exactly. It's like the airport at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's take a quick yeah. break. We'll come back and chat more with Cameron and uh, find out what's happening at the Bay Theater. We're live, we're local. This is Hometown Radio. While PG&E advances through the regulatory process to keep Diablo Canyon Power Plant operating through 2030, the utility is still looking for community input on decommissioning plans and potential future uses of the Diablo Canyon Power Plant site. There are positions available to join the decommissioning engagement panel. The application period ends March 5th. To learn more, visit pge.com slash Diablo Canyon or diablocanyonpanel.org. That's pge.com slash Diablo Canyon or diablocanyonpanel.org. Hi, this is Jason Grody from Central Coast Lending. The market has changed with higher rates resulting in less competition. When rates drop, you could be refinancing instead of overbidding on your new home. Call Central Coast Lending today to get pre-approved. Just call 543-LOAN. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328-358. Join me, Sabrina Halverson, for the AgNet News Hour weekday mornings at 5. Start your day with the latest agriculture news from California and across the nation here on News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 KVEC. Hometown Radio with Dave Congleton on News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 KVEC. Now back to Dave. So here's uh, some good news. Michelle needed to sell her home in Cypress Ridge, needed to sell it fast. What was she to do? Well, she did the smart thing. She reached out to my real estate buddy, Lindsay Harn at Christie's International Real Estate Sereno. Lindsay went to work for Michelle, sold the house in a day. Not only did she sell it that fast, she got Michelle over the asking price. That's the kind of results you can expect if you decide to work with Lindsay Harn. And I really think you should. Start by going to the website. Check it out. LindsayHarnGroup.com. Central Coast Multiple Listing Service has named Lindsay as one of America's top-selling realtors. Wall Street Journal ranks Lindsay Harn number one in the area. I'm just telling you, she really is that impressive. Call her direct. 805-441-7744. After that, go ahead. Start packing. License number 
This is the Dave Congleton Show, always your hometown radio talk show. First time guest, Cameron Wilson, is the co-owner of the Bay Theater out in Morro Bay. Background in film, but now he is a theater owner. How does one just decide what to do with a movie theater? What was the planning that went into this? Well, I got to give, I got to hand it to the Janopolis family. When we walked in there. The prior, the prior the, owners. Right, that's okay. right, that's right. So they've been owners since the 70s. Uh, Jim Janopolis had his hands in theaters all over the area. Uh, you're talking, I think, the Sunset Drive-In, the Fair Oaks you'd mentioned. The Janopolis go way back in, in owning theaters in the area. So they definitely knew what they were doing, and they set up a well-oiled machine. We got in there, and as far as learning the protocol of their staff and everything that they've been doing to survive for that long, we didn't come in there needing to change a thing. Did they give you any advice? Oh, well, they're still, we still work with Heather yeah. Janopolis every day. So are they giving you advice on what oh, to absolutely, do? absolutely, absolutely. What kind of advice know. are they giving you? A lot of like uh, film choice type things, you know, we, we go over what's coming out and if I'm really excited about something, they'll just be honest with me about how they think it might play in town. Like for example, we had the Hayao Miyazaki anime flick oh, yeah. that just came out, uh, The Boy and the Heron, and that's yeah. up for an Oscar now. And yeah. I had I had all the faith in the world about that movie. Um, and you know, Heather looking back at the books and looking at how things have gone in town, she says, if you're going to do an anime flick, you might want to consider offsetting it with, with something for another crowd. And mm-hmm. so for that whole week, we ran uh, the William Oldroyd kind of psychological thriller called Eileen. That was an Anne Hathaway movie. Uh, and that had come out right at the same similar time. So we had Eileen running in the matinee hour. And then we had the Miyazaki running in the evening hour. And it uh, it was a nice uh, kind of juxtaposition, see how the different numbers were going from show to show. But things like that, where they're just kind of telling us uh, what's worked in the past. and uh, Any regrets? No. I mean, you've been on the job since October. No, I would say You're no. like, what the hell am I, I mean, doing here? Even, even if it's a slow week, I make sure and I catch every movie that we bring in. And every movie that I've sat in the Bay Theater and watched, I feel... I feel proud to have brought it there. Who, who, what do, you, what do you know in terms of your audience? I imagine in Morro Bay, you're picking up the Cambria crowd. Mm-hmm. You're picking up the Morro Bay crowd. That's an older crowd, right, Cameron? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. We're also um, we're doing a lot of outreach to the schools. We've worked with uh, Monarch Grove Elementary over in Los Osos a handful of times, and we work with Del Mar Elementary, working with Los Osos Middle and Morro Bay High. I've definitely made a concerted effort to reach out to those that family demographic as well, especially because part of my background is teaching elementary school so and teaching those kids video production. So I got a big heart for a family movie night you know so i've been i've been trying to uh kind of broadcast that we uh we love family movies but i obviously love classics too i mean the first the first special screening one-off show i was able to bring was citizen kane and i brought that uh specifically because of the hearst castle connection Mm -hmm. um and did it work oh it was great it was a great show everybody was (laughs) clapping and laughing along and you know it was it was really special to be in that room and a really special detail was a whole bunch of the the staff, the tour staff up at Hearst came down to uh, enjoy the show, and I got to talk to them a whole bunch, and that was that was really cool to make that local local reach out. I know at the Palm, well, it's interesting. The other two independent theaters, Larry 
movie at uh, the Fair Oaks. He's doing the traditional model. He has a new movie, not necessarily every week, but he'll have one movie, sometimes two movies, and then he changes the movies. Yeah. Jim has, because of the parking situation, has had to do more of a hybrid model where he'll have a movie for a week, but then he'll also have special showings just for a day. Yeah. So where do you see the Bay Theater fitting in on that spectrum? Yeah, well, we're kind of... Uh trying out a new model just starting this month um based on the success that we had showing movies like citizen kane uh, a couple of weeks ago we had a week of of special one-off shows and we just received such a great response that people really want to see their favorite classics on screen so the bay theater has historically been closed for business mondays um and starting this month, actually, this coming Monday, we're going to go ahead and be open seven days a week, and we're going to utilize our Monday slot uh, as it's kind of a, a free slot that we have in our contracts with the major current blockbusters we're bringing through. Those guys, you know, we sign a, we sign a pretty ironclad deal that they own our screen for, uh, you know, Tuesday to Sunday primetime showings. So that's... A reason that we can't break free and do classics uh, whenever we want but since we have this historically closed Mondays kind of status I'm able to actually open Mondays for unique one-off shows so uh, my first Monday that I'm bringing in is a movie that some friends of mine out in New York they just uh, got into distribution and it's a great movie I got to see it out there at the Lower East Side Film Festival and it's called Molly and Max in the Future. Molly so, and Max in the Future. Molly and Max in the Future. And the, the tagline, uh, some critics uh, dubbed it that I think is just perfect. It's when Harry met Sally in space. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a fun it's a fun little rom-com. And it stars some hilarious talent. Uh, Zosha Mehmet, David Mehmet's daughter mm -hmm. from, from Girls and uh, a lot of other fun stuff. And uh, Aristotle Athari is from SNL right now. Funny, funny guy. So uh, it's it's a super, super talented flick. And uh, one little plug is our our friend, a uh, friend of mine and my girlfriend's. She went to NYU with these guys, and they're all the same year in film school. And she just won an Emmy for her editing work on The Bear. Hmm. So she's a pretty she's she's a That's kind of impressive. a powerhouse in her. Yeah, I've seen that show. And there's a lot of editing in that show. The editing is that show. Yeah, if you ask me. yeah, yeah, really. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I agree. All right, Cameron yeah. Wilson is on this broadcast. So what about the physical structure itself, the theater? Changes that you have planned? The building? Yeah, well, you know, it's it's a gorgeous, gorgeous building. Anybody who's ever been in there, it's got wow factor like like crazy. You know, jaws drop when, when people walk in and they see the vaulted ceilings and everything. So the first day that we closed, before we did anything else, uh, me and my girlfriend's dad, we were up on the roof kind of patching a couple of little minor minor holes up there, you know, just kind of making sure everything was ship shape. And yeah, lo and behold, we, we, we toughed out this latest uh, storm over the last, last week. We, we toughed it out pretty well. We sprung one little minor leak, but we had a couple of clear hours. We got that patched up. So point is, yeah, the Genopolises did such a good job of restoring that place from, uh, I think, before they had it in the 70s. And maybe in the first couple of years they had it, the Bay Theater was known as the Pit by locals yeah. i don't know if you've heard that before but i've been learning that from people who are you know born and raised morro bay they say they say the pit was a place that you didn't want the job of cleaning up 
Because you know? <laughs> it's a pit. It's a pit. Yeah. It's a pit. <laughs> but in terms of the interior, uh, look, jot it down the number. I guess you have 314 seats. 312. 312. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You going to do anything on the interior? Honestly, you know, it's the kind of if it ain't broke, don't fix it moment for us. Uh, and we're definitely, like you said, I mean, just bearing down and trying to pick the right movies so that we're clearing our overhead night to night. That's definitely a, a priority before we do any major renovation. I mean, one of the things that everybody mentions is the stage. So it's built in 1942, and back in the day, they used it as more of a variety uh, type, yeah, type yeah. theater for, for the Army Corps. Uh, and that possibility is still there. It's got a beautiful, pretty well-maintained stage. Um, right now, there's a lot of our, our biggest speakers for the sound system are right behind the current screen. But if we were to somehow raise up those speakers and clear out a lot of the storage from the stage, it could be back in working order to accommodate a band or something kind of like uh, like what the Fremont has or something. On the Stolberg text line, a listener wants to know if you're going to be doing late showings of any of the films. Although I don't know what they mean by late. Probably in the, like, I think anything after 9 o'clock, you can technically start calling it a midnight movie. Yeah. If you <laughs> Morrow Bay. Yeah, there yeah, you yeah. Go. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, that's a great question. We uh, that's, that's definitely on the short list of... Uh, you know, new things to try out. And that would also, if we were to do late movies, that would also give us the freedom I was talking about to kind of go off program of the major distributors. I could, you know, bring in uh, Rocky Horror or The Room or one of these, you know, cult classics yeah, yeah. that gets everybody all involved. Those ones you have a little bit of freedom to um, to do one-offs late at night. So that's that's certainly something that I like to like to dream about. What's the, the ticket price these days at the Bay? Ten bucks. How much is your popcorn? Uh, well, we got the small for four fifty, and then uh, up to six fifty. Maybe a hey, maybe I just undersold that. Maybe it's five fifty to seven fifty. Either Such way, a you deal. got a dollar. <laughs> you mentioned you heard Cameron on KVEC; they'll give you a discount. Cameron <laughs> Wilson is here for the Bay Theater, talking about plans and the movies. We got news, traffic, weather, more of the conversation straight ahead. Happy Thursday. California headline news. Foul weather is one of several factors investigators think may have led to a military helicopter crash that killed five Marines outside San Diego. We know that the weather was terrible that night, and so investigators will want to look and see, was that the primary cause of the mishap, and why was this helicopter flying in such terrible conditions? ABC News contributor and former Marine Corps Colonel Steve Ganyard says the CH-53C Stallion can handle bad weather, but recent storms may have been too much for it. And residents across the Bay Area are raising concerns to the State Public Utilities Commission as AT&T proposes an end to landline phones. Consumer watchdog founder Harvey Rosenfield says it's easy to see why customers don't like that. The ability to have landlines should be something that is protected and preserved, even though these corporations don't want to provide it anymore. AT&T says landlines are a historical curiosity and that the system is no longer needed. I'm John Gilliland and you're listening to California Headline News. Sneezing, coughing, uh, stuffy nose, runny nose, post-nasal drip, interrupted sleeping. I just I was groggy at the end of the day. 
allergies and sinus congestion were making Jana miserable. Then, a friend recommended Navage. Navage provides immediate drug-free congestion relief, flushing your nasal passages with refreshing saline and sucking out mucus germs and other airborne irritants. Navage helps you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel your best right away. Navage gave me instant relief. I didn't have to wait 30 minutes. I didn't have to wait an hour, 90 minutes. I didn't have to wait. I didn't have to wait a minute. I just, I ran the rinse and I felt immediately I felt better. Stop suffering from congestion and start breathing and feeling your best again with Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. I've had people ask me how I find relief, and I tell them Navage immediately. This thing is amazing. Navage is available at Navage.com or at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, and Rite Aid. Already uh, working on shows for next week as we walk me back to hometown radio. We have uh, San Luis City Manager Derek Johnson is going to be with us on Monday. Jack Hardy on Tuesday. I think Jeff Oslin is coming down on Thursday. We're we're just busy. We're with you weekday afternoons from three o five to seven o'clock. We're live local radio. What else can I tell you? Still to come, Susan Funk spends the 5 o'clock hour with us. She's on the Atascadero City Council, but she'd like to be a county supervisor. She's running in the March, March 5th election. We'll hear from her. We'll hear from you. Right now, we're hearing from Cameron Wilson. You hear the enthusiasm in his voice. He and his family have taken over the Bay Theater in Morro Bay. They're shaking things up a bit. Let me uh, bring Craig into the conversation. Craig, this is pretty exciting, I think. Yeah. I, I grew up in uh, Los Osos, went to Morro Bay High School, and uh, to me, the Bay Theater... It has a ton of memories. I, I literally, a week ago, was uh, telling a story to my wife. We were watching the movie Moving with Richard Pryor on uh, TV, and I told the story about I was there in the theater, and you heard this bottle, this glass bottle at the very back, hit the ground, and then roll from the very back all the way to the front, <laughs> and people were laughing as it would go by them. Yeah. And then as soon as it hit the very end, you hear it go, Psh, and everyone applauded. <laughs> there you go. You know, so many memories like that at the Bay Theater. Yeah. And it's such a great place. I was just wondering, when you were deciding to buy it, or after you decided to buy it, did the, the owner just say, hey, you know, good, own the theater, but whatever you do, don't book you know, Godard films. Like, you got to understand the community. Was there a warning? Right. Well, that's why I was asking earlier if they gave any advice. Yeah, that's certainly... Beyond advice, I mean a warning. Well, <laughs> I think we're asking the same question. That's funny. Cameron? Yeah, no, you know, I wouldn't call it a warning. It was a strong recommendation, right? It Against... wasn't like, this will never work, but it's like, hey, this has never worked kind of a thing and what was the this <laughs> well you, you're talking oh, the French Godard, films? you're talking yeah a lot of yeah. foreign stuff i'd have to kind of uh because i mean that's some of my favorite stuff I, ucsd was a very 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 uh intellectual film program where most of what we were studying was foreign stuff or avant-garde stuff when you yeah. were telling me your background i was thinking this guy's a uh, film buff i don't know if he's a movie buff like <laughs> you're into film uh, was you the, know what i love them both i've seen like Everything Marvel Cinematic Universe has done. I'm, you know. Those are hours you're never going to get back. You know that. <laughs> That's in the newer one. Yeah. Uh, I was wondering if you had an idea before you went into this, like, man, this is the thing I'm going to do. It's going to be awesome. And then once you got into it, once you got the keys, you realized you that it just wasn't going to happen or you're not going to do it. You know, that's a great question. Uh, so when 
when it was just a text message that came through from my sister and my dad and they're saying, hey, this is an opportunity. I had never seen it, right? But that that night I opened up my notebook and I kind of made a, a sight unseen kind of a drawing of of what basically when I was in New York, a lot of my favorite movie houses had incredible lobbies where, you know, you're talking a whole bar, maybe a full bar, liquor and everything, and then good restaurant, and then just such a good kind of movie-themed experience. You got the posters all over the wall. Some of them had, uh, and I know Los Angeles has a ton of great rooms like this, too, where, like, actual video store kind of model is coming back. So there were these things that I was excited about activating a lobby for, and uh, I'm talking whether it's a meetup space for film loving societies and things like that. Like I've, I've seen kind of rooms like that in, in Berlin in Germany, I did study abroad and you know, there were these really big cities that had these really special rooms um, that I was kind of pulling my personal vision uh, without ever having seen the Bay theater. And when I got to the Bay theaters lobby, I was like, okay, this thing is set up just so, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so a lot of those ideas where I was like, oh, you know, we'll have we'll have folding tables and chairs, and it'll be this like community kind of activated space. Some of those things, I was really th- that was kind of I had this personal fire to do that. And when I got to the room, I was like, you know, I'm gonna focus. I'm gonna focus on the big room, booking the booking mm-hmm. the movies well and everything. And get then, him in the door. Just get him in the get door. Get him in the door. Exactly. So I picture you. <laughs> Sadly, putting away your tuxedo, saying, "Oh, not this time." Yeah. I was yeah. going to do that white tail. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm, one more question. I was wondering about you. You mentioned Citizen Kane. I'm a huge Citizen Kane fan, massive movie buff. I knew nothing about it, so I was going to. I was wondering, what are you doing to get the message out to get the community to know what you have coming in? Because if it's black and white, I'm there. So oh, I just got to find out about it. If I had known, I would have been there. Yeah, how you, how are you marketing? So, as far as. Uh, we haven't really made any new inroads into the marketing program. Um, the theater had a longstanding relationship with the New Times in town and uh, the Estero Bay News. We yep. got a hold of them pretty early on. So we're running print ads um, with, you know, we had we had run some print ads for the Citizen Kane stuff. But um, one of my big to do's for this year is to kind of get our marketing push a little more online. Uh, we have a Facebook right now that our that our manager is still totally updating and keeping, you know, very current and everything. But we're not on any other platforms for, uh, you know, social media stuff, no Instagram or um no Twitter or X or whatever, you know, these, there's a lot of things that we could be taking more advantage of. And you will, yet. you will in time. Uh, Cameron Wilson with us. If you want on, in on the conversation, join us 805-543-8830 on the Stolberg text line. Empire of Light and Cinema Paradiso are great films about how special a movie house is for a community. How about a film festival about movie houses? I love that idea. Yeah, that those were, uh, I haven't seen Empire of Light yet, but that was a, uh, those were both on my list of, uh, you know, get fired up to go do the job kind of flicks. So that's uh, also on the Stolberg line. What about reaching out to Cal Poly students or Quest to students? Yeah, I actually um, I'm working on an event in April that I'm working with a Cal Poly uh, instructor over there. I mean, it's Sean Green. And um, we are getting a lot of different organizations involved. Um, 
And I'm hoping that that is a big moment of outreach to the Cal Poly student community. Uh, Sean Green is not actually a film professor, though, so I I do want to link up with, uh, you know, if there's film clubs out there, just appreciation societies. I would love to just activate our room for... There is like a Central Coast Film Society uh, that's relatively new. There are a couple, but they're kind of under the radar, the... The Slow Film Festival seems to be the big gathering that I'm aware of. Right, right. Hmm. Well, but let's look at the reality, Cameron. As you well know, a lot of people stopped going to the theaters because of COVID. And now they're used to their streaming and just staying at home with their big 75-inch screens. How do you get them to come back to the theater? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, one one thing that we had a ton of success with uh, just a few weeks ago... Uh, in the same week that we ran the Citizen Kane show, all of the the screenings that week were connections to local stories, whether uh, it was a film that was actually produced in town or the one the one movie that we kind of went outside the box a little bit was The Perfect Storm that uh, George yeah. Clooney, Mark Wahlberg one. Uh, Perfect film to show in a fishing village. That's what I'm saying, right? And we, we ran that because it had the record of the highest gross at the Bay Theater up to that point. So really? so that was just leaning into you know what the town responded to the most. But that really, I think it was really special to get the reactions from the crowd where people are seeing their stories and their town up on the big screen. And there's nothing like that. Uh, we were had, We had... Audience members coming out in tears when they would see the Morro Bay Rock was featured so prominently in a great film called Camera that we actually had oh, a yeah. filmmaker out. Yeah. Uh, more audience members in tears. We played Bozo uh, and Tom Walters, the filmmaker. He's still local. He was there, did a Q&A after. And that was my favorite moment, actually, maybe period of running the Bay Theater so far was at Tom Walters Q&A he asked the crowd how many of Bozo's students were in attendance and just the number of hands that shot up I was like that that is such a special moment so he had a tremendous impact on this community it's a wonderful film yeah yeah it was I'm so honored that we got to show Bozo and the Coruscelli family members were there so a perfect storm is is this would be a great trivia question is the number one movie at the Bay Theater in your history uh, yeah, we're working. We're working on that <laughs> to, yeah. to supplant it. But <laughs> yeah, and what what do you have there now? Right now, actually, this movie might give it a run for its money. Uh, the Boys in the Boat, also a George Clooney movie, but yeah. this time he's the director. George Clooney's good luck for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We just need everything he's got. <laughs> yeah, Boys in the Boat still doing well. After, I mean, I saw that. I saw that like a month ago at. Yeah. Uh, at the Fair Oaks. Yeah, so it's still, it still a, going strong. Uh-huh. I think that was a Christmas Day release or something like that. But we've found that, um, you know, our local audience really just appreciates seeing seeing a movie in that big room. And if it's a little bit older, a couple weeks, even a month off the jump, they, they're they still going to show up, we found. The first movie we brought in was Barbie, and we brought that in almost three months after its release. I think it was coming out on streaming a couple of days after we brought it and and I tell you the town showed up so strong everybody's decked out in pink head to toe we had yeah. really good numbers for for a 3 month old movie but it was the right movie you know i mean people yeah. were excited to see barbie again or you know for the first time if they missed it so and also the obvious reminder that there's nothing quite like experience of moving on the big screen exactly i mean last last night i couldn't sleep i got up i i put on the Santa Fe Trail, 
with Errol Flynn and Ronald Reagan. Wow. And it's, yeah, I just, I just couldn't sleep. And so I, I have nothing against streaming movies, yeah. right? But you still can't beat that experience of going to seeing it on the big screen. Yeah, it just feels so different. Citizen Kane was really special. Just a lot of those, I mean, those guys are shot larger than life. And then to see that so big was, uh, yeah, it's, uh, a, it's a special feeling. Uh, the Stolberg line question, can the theater be rented out for independent movies, special interests, surfing, mountain climbing, seasonal holiday films, etc.? Yes, the answer is definitely yes. We do have a, a lot of schedule restrictions that I always go over with our renters, and that shakes renters sometimes because we can't really offer prime time, uh, you know, weekends and Fridays and, and all that. We, we are pretty locked into our engagements with the distributors. But, but, but like in, uh, oh, geez, when was it? 1997, for my birthday, we rented out the Palm Theater on a Saturday morning. And we showed Casablanca, wow, which is one go. of my favorite movies. And yeah. um, that, that was for my birthday. Yeah. So you, you, that might be a possibility, that kind of thing. If it's someone's birthday, we yeah. may <laughs> we may right. see what we can do. Fair <laughs> enough. All right. We'll come back for a final segment with Cameron Wilson from the Bay Theater, the new co-owner, explaining to us everything happening out there. We're live. We're local. You're listening to The Dave Congleton Show. I, I love the colorful clothes you wear. Oh, I'm hearing that song. That reminds me. We haven't talked about the Beach Boys. They are coming to Vina Robles on August 29th. You can buy tickets tomorrow, except today, if you're local, you can get them right now. You can go on the Vina Robles website, type in the password vibrations, and buy those tickets and get them before anybody else. This is the Mike Love Beach Boys, just to be clear. This is on August 29th. But how would you like a pair of free tickets? We're looking for somebody who hasn't won anything from us in the last 30 days. Craig, let's go with call number 5, 805-543-8830, 800-549-5832. Call number 5. We'll give you two free tickets to Vina Robles on August 29th to see the Beach Boys. There's got to be a documentary about them, Cameron, isn't there? There must be a documentary. Oh, there's a, well, there's, I just a, great, think I there's love, a great Brian Wilson documentary. Yeah. That I love the Love and Mercy ago. movie. Oh, yeah, Love and Mercy's awesome. Yeah. And get, get, here, here, impress us. Give us some of your favorite movies. Oh man, <laughs> just some. Well, I I, love, I'm not. I'm not going to ask you the favorite. I do love Godard since the name was already yeah. mentioned. Pierre yeah. LeFou, Godard. That's one of my favorites. Uh, Repo Man. Oh, Alex I love Repo Cox. Man. Yeah, so good. But I love everything, man. <laughs> All right, uh, let's take a break and meet our winner. Look who's back! It's the one, the only Francine. Francine, <laughs> how are you? <laughs> I I just pulled in my driveway and there it was. Called you, and you I'm won. Excited. Yeah, I've never, I've never seen the Beach Boys. All right, well, these are the Mike Love Beach Boys. Let's make that clear. That's Nothing a, wrong with that, but it's a different. No, that's okay. Okay, and you're going to go on August 29th, Francine. Make that happen, okay? I will make it happen. Thank you so much. All right, keep uh, listening and stay stick with us. Craig's going to take your information, although I think we have it. Uh, text coming in, uh, JQ from. San Luis. Oh, I agree with you, JQ. He wants a special screening of Sideways. It's one of my favorite oh, movies. Oh, yeah. That is a good one. And you got the That's local the, connection. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. Oh, that's a great. That's a great. And particularly, uh, I think Paul Giamatti is likely to win Best Actor. Right. Holdovers, huh? Yeah. So, um, Susan on the text on. Hey, Susan, I went to a cool movie theater in Portland, which had craft beer and pizza. <laughs> you want a craft beer and pizza? Go to a bar. You want it? We're in this room here. We'll go, we'll go ahead. I got popcorn with real butter. You're not going to serve alcohol, are you? Coke. Please don't we, serve we alcohol. Don't, we're not working on that right now. You know, we're seeing how we how we do with the uh, classic concessions offering. Keep Shame it on you, Susan. Shame on you. <laughs> no, it's not like that. that. It's not like that. Uh, but now she bounces back with Don't Forget Last Picture Show as a great movie Ooh. to remind people the meaning of movies. There you go. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a great one too. Uh, you think you'd get a lot of people for Repo Man? Oh man, I don't know. Maybe if we open up that uh, nine nine p.m. and later hour, you know. Well, now <laughs> kind of a midnight thing. Here's a Stolberg question: Does Cameron think that the movie Oppenheimer was too loud? We had real trouble understanding the dialogue. That's a good question. Uh, you know, Oppenheimer is actually the first movie that I saw at the Bay Theater. It was uh, up for sale at that point, and that's what we came to check it out. And the room was packed and too loud. Yeah, it did kind of have a, a big juxtaposition between the, uh, I mean, the parts where the bombs are going off and then the dialogue. It's kind of a big gap between the loud and the quiet there. What, what I've read is that more and more directors are looking for both natural light and natural sound. Mm. And so that's why you're looking at a screen and everything seems to be so dark because yeah. they just want to use natural lighting. Yeah, yeah. And why are you having trouble hearing things? Because they want to use natural sound. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. And Oppenheimer definitely kind of rings true to uh, to that observation, I think. All right. Uh, Craig is telling me we have a call. Let's say hi to Eric on KVEC. Hi, Eric. Hey, good afternoon, Dave. Hey, Eric. You guys were wondering what probably is the best movie about the Beach Boys, and I would say it's the Beach Boys, an American band. An American band. Is, is, I that, don't know. is that a documentary? Yes, and it covers the first 25 years of the band, and it's extremely well done. I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, I haven't heard of that one either. But might we see documentaries at the Bay, Cameron? Are you open to documentaries? Yes, we actually very much are. Uh, I mentioned Bozo. That's a documentary about yeah, the true. local music teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Music docs are, I mean, a family favorite of, uh, yeah. So I definitely get a lot of pressure from, from my, my camp to uh, indulge in the music documentaries. Uh, but yeah, I want to shout out in May, we're bringing a uh, Abalone Diver documentary that was locally produced by the Morro Bay Maritime Museum. So May 20th, Monday, uh, yeah, we're going to activate one of our Mondays, and that's a documentary. So documentaries are on the menu, I'll tell you that. All right. Anything else you want to say, Eric? Yeah, another good documentary was done by one of the members of the Beach Boys on Carl Wilson called Here and Now. I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. Very good. All right. Good to hear from you, Eric. Thank you. Craig, what happened with your mother? Oh, yeah, my mom and uh, my wife had the same comment that they couldn't hear the dialogue in that movie. And I understand a lot of today's acting is what I call whisper acting, where they're very intense and they talk like this, and it just gets muddled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, which is why more and more people, at least at home, are watching with subtitles. With subtitles, that's right, yeah. Well, if you get there nice and early at the Bay Theater, we have about four or five closed caption boxes. So you just, you just screw that thing into your cup holder, and it's a little box that just provides the subtitles for the movie. Uh, just right in front of your face. I would think in Morro Bay you'd need more than four. 
<laughs> we actually don't pass them out that often. You know, they're usually char- charged up back there, and people just go in and roll the dice. Do they know? Do they know yeah, that you know, option's yeah. available? Yeah, we do get a handful of folks uh, check them out, and uh, there's a there's a sign posted that mentions we've got those, and then we've got some uh, headphones for hard of hearing. Uh, What's your uh, policy on advertising? I've been meaning uh, commercials on the screen before a movie. That's something that I'm actually looking into that right now. Uh, I spoke mm-hmm. with uh, with Lindsay at the Chamber of Commerce to try to kind of uh, pave the road for that. But I I love when you know you're just sharing local love for the businesses right around you. I love how the Palm does their you know you can get what is it free noodles or something or you get a ten percent off at the noodle noodle house next door. Yes, but both the Palm and the uh, Ferox, you it's usually two ads and then the trailers. Yeah. Regal, it is now 25 minutes of commercials and trailers. Yeah. So the other night for Poor Things, the, the movie time was 6.20. We showed up at 6.45. And we just walked in. Because <laughs> you know. Because <laughs> you know. The movie's not going to... And I am not going to sit through all those commercials. Oh, man. Well... That's funny. Back in, back in New York, a lot of my favorite rooms would have that half hour of commercials, but really highly curated. Like, so uh, I saw, um, what's that, Bong Joon-ho uh, with the, man, the name is escaping me. But basically, you'll get a, a half hour of, um, I was watching Korean newsreels about the Korean economy, and then... And then you get this movie that is fully uh, contextualized by what you've just seen for a half hour. So that's, oh, that's different. They, it's they don't do ad. that. Yeah, they don't yeah. do that in Rico. These are just ads. Just straight up ads. And, and then they'll show you the same ad. They'll do an ad. Then they'll do another ad. Then they'll go back to the original ad again. Yeah. It's just like, well, <laughs> but, but it's things like that that I'll stay home. Yeah, yeah. All right? Yeah. I hear you. I hear you when it's uh, when it's just commercials on repeat. But I am inspired by the contextual uh, advertising that that I've seen in some cool rooms. What's the next movie you have coming up at the Bay? Ferrari. Michael Mann's Ferrari starts tomorrow. What happened to that movie? It was just kind of like there. And... Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens to it at the Bay. Anyway, <laughs> I've heard a lot of good things. I haven't caught it yet, which is which is a bummer because it's been out for a little bit. But I'm a huge Michael Mann fan. What made you take that film? Well, Michael Mann for right. for one thing, and I think Morro Bay has a great love for classic cars, and you know, not necessarily race cars, but I figured we'll see if uh, if a good classic car flick will uh, will run for him. All right, Cameron Wilson, nice to meet you. I hope you'll come back. I got about thirty seconds for a final thought. All right, no, I'm just happy to be here. I'm uh, I'm new to Morro Bay, only been here a couple months, and the welcome we have received is. Just incredible. And I just want to say thank you to everybody who has been supporting us and all these lifelong Bay Theater patrons. It's so great to meet all of you. And, yeah, it's great to meet you, Dave. Great. Good to meet you, sir. Yeah. You do anything for the Oscars? Um, I'm watching them, but okay. <laughs> but nothing nothing special. All right. Thank you, Cameron. <laughs> all right. Off we you. go. We got news and traffic and weather. Susan Funk is smiling at me through the window. She's up next. Stay with us.
The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kbec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111 911.